Are you tired and confused about COVID? I mean, like sick and tired and hearing, sick and tired about hearing about it, and confused about what what should I be doing? What, and and then worrying about what we just don't understand. I mean, we hear a lot of different opinions, but who should we believe, and what should we think, and what should we be doing, or should we be doing anything? I mean. Maybe this is all a big hoax. I mean, you certainly see those opinions on Facebook. Yeah, like one of the opinions I've seen is that this is just all fake news. Now, we do all know how much the news people tend to dramatize everything. I mean, they're trying to get their viewers up or whatever. But, you know, my personal feelings are is there's just way too much information being published to completely ignore it. I mean, with all this smoke, there has to be a fire someplace. But what to believe or who to believe? And I know we're all sick and tired of hearing about it. We're tired of the impact on our lives and our activities. But first, let's consider this. What aspect of this COVID situation troubles you the most? Let's take a moment and share. What aspect of the COVID pandemic situation troubles you personally the most. Today I wanted to explore three of the common issues around around the COVID situation. The first being just feelings of being tired and beat down and, and, and just overwhelmed by all this stuff. The second one being confused on what to do, who to believe. And then the third one is the worry and anxiety. I mean we might personally not be worrying, but we will have friends that are worrying and are anxious about it. So in some ways, at least for me, this COVID situation is just one more detail to deal with about life, right? Except it seems to be like bigger than most. It's like multiplied times 10, you know, as if we don't have enough things on our mind, we have to deal with this. And man, it's getting old. We're getting tired of this. Now, the people in Jesus' time had a lot of issues that they needed to deal with. They tended to deal with food security, disease. I mean, it's all, it was a long list. But then there was the Roman occupation. And the Romans were not friendly people. They were pretty cruel. And those are just a few of the things that the, the common person in Jesus' time had to, to deal with. And there was nobody that was sticking up for the common man. They just needed to stay out of the way and hope that one of the Romans didn't spot him or something. You know, and, and when we think about why did Jesus come to this earth, there, there's several, several different ways to look at it. One of them comes from uh, John chapter 10, starting at verse nine. I am the gate. Whoever enters by me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. Now that's obviously a, a reference to the, the sheep of that time. Now that was, that was a common in that time for people to have sheep, right? The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I come, that is Jesus comes, that they may have life and have it abundantly. So we hear that Jesus came into this world to save us. And he did come to save us from our sin, yes. But he also came to help us live better lives and more joyful lives. And then Jesus goes on to point out 
that we will have struggles and trials. And this comes from John 16, starting around 33. I have told you all of this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. Jesus assures us that we can have peace in our hearts in spite of our trials and sorrows. And we know that he has overcome the world because he rose from the dead after being crucified those 2,000 years ago. Jesus had compassion on the people that he met during his time on earth. We hear these words from Matthew chapter 11, starting at verse 28. Come to me, all you who are weary and carrying heavy burdens. Now, now we're starting to sound like COVID, right? And I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now, that the context of that passage is Jesus was criticizing the religious leaders of that day. They were so consumed by meaningless religious rituals that they lost sight of the fact that they were adding burdens on people rather than helping people. So it's clear that Jesus has empathy towards all of us who are facing heavy burdens and feel overwhelmed or just plain tired. Heavy burdens like dealing with these, this COVID situation day after day. Now, I really like this passage. I hope you will too. This comes from John chapter 8, verse 12. Again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light in the, of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. You know, sometimes it just seems that when we're really tired and beat down, the world is dark, right? I mean, and and, and most of the time or some of the time when the sun goes down, our energy level goes down. You know, there just seems to be less energy in the dark. But, but Jesus is talking about the darkness that faces us in life, right? Um, death illness, major illness, um, this COVID thing, you know, that's darkness, right? But Jesus is saying that if we just have faith in him, that he will provide light for our lives. He reaches out to lift us up and give us hope. Now, we may not know how things are going to work out, and, and they may not work out quite the way we'd like them to work out, but we do know that Jesus will be with us holding out his hand to hold our hand, giving us that light of life to walk by. So let's, let's consider this discussion question. Has Jesus ever lifted your spirits or given you support when all seemed like darkness? And then the next kind of follow-up question is, how did you feel when, when Jesus did lift up? Let's take a few moments and consider that. The next area of COVID that we're going to explore is around this issue of being confused about what should we do? I mean, and there's a huge divide on how people feel about this. You know, we have the CDC, that's the Center on Disease Control. We, we see Dr. Fauci on TV. We know we got a bunch of politicians that seem to be spouting off about a bunch of stuff. Then there's our friends and our neighbors. 
Facebook is full of opinions. There's opinions, there's facts, there's half facts, and there's outright falsehoods. But which one's which? What are we supposed to think? So, back to our question. What would Jesus say to us today? Now, if you study the life of Jesus, I think you'll notice that Jesus was 110% focused on the kingdom of God, furthering, furthering the kingdom of God, and glorifying God. Jesus came to save us from our sin. Now, sin is defined as turning away from God, right? Is, is ignoring God. And so, he came to save us as we've strayed away from focusing on God. And so, Jesus in his ministry stressed loving God, loving our neighbors, and sharing the good news of the kingdom of God. That's why Jesus came. And that's what Jesus focuses on. But as Jesus was going through his life, and he saw people that were struggling and were oppressed or just down and out, he had compassion on them. People who were suffering or hurting in any way. Now, he did a lot of miracles to point to the glory of God. But he also did miracles just to help people because his heart broke for them, right? Now, Paul the Apostle gives us a good insight on how Jesus thinks about this pandemic. Now, remember that Paul had that profound conversion experience with Jesus. He was on the road to Damascus, and he was persecuting Christians, and, and Jesus put him on his knees. And he, he said, Paul, you, you, you better think about this, right? Well, Paul became one of the most powerful servants of Jesus that we've ever known. So Paul wrote this in Ephesians chapter 5, starting at verse 15. So be careful how you live, not as unwise people, but as wise people, making the most of your time. Don't be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Don't get drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit, singing and making melody to the Lord in your hearts, giving thanks to God the Father at all times and for everything. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now there's some key words in this passage, right? Be careful. Be wise. Don't be foolish. And then be filled with the Spirit. That's kind of like a, a, a... The first two are kind of like on one area. But when we're filled with the Spirit, that's when we get that peace that passes all human understanding in our heart. And then praising God. Those are the four key things we hear in there. So... I understand this passage to advise us to be wise and careful around COVID. Not to ignore it, not to say it doesn't exist, but just to be careful and wise. To take precautions. For me, those precautions would be avoid crowded situations, actually indoors or outdoors. Um, wear a mask where it seems like I really should be wearing a mask and getting vaccinated. And when the time comes, I'll, I'll be in line for the booster. I'm not going to push to the front, but I'm going to be in that line where my place is. You know, we need to use our brains, and in my mind, the best scientific and medical advice, to be careful and wise. How, however you see that, be careful and wise. And then open our hearts to the Spirit so that we can enjoy that incredible peace in our hearts that comes from Jesus. Now, remember... 
what Jesus was focused on. He was focused on growing the kingdom of God. He talked about that a lot. So hear these words. These words come from Matthew chapter 9, starting verse 36. When Jesus saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. That kind of sounds like me. I'm not a medical expert. So when you start talking about this COVID and stuff, all I got to go on is what, what I read and what I understand from other people. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Now, we hear two things in that. We hear how God, uh, Jesus has compassion on us when we're harassed and helpless, right? Kind of like this COVID situation. But then his focus is on laborers for the harvest. Jesus is calling out to us to reach out to those who are lost and beat down. Those have been str who strayed away from God and don't have that warm, intimate relationship with Jesus. Our purpose in life is to be God's hands and feet. If Jesus needs and wants labors for the harvest, why would he want us to be careless with our lives and say, well, if I get sick, I get sick. I, I hear people say that and yeah, I'll be honest with you, I struggle with that a little bit because he's not, eh, if I get sick, I get sick. God is looking for us to be his hands and feet. Why would he want us to leave this world early? The harvest is plentiful and the workers are already few. So let's take a moment and, and consider these discussion questions. How does Jesus talk to you about being careful? And then, what are ways that we can be careful and wise around COVID? Well, we might have some difference of opinions here. So let's, let's take a moment and, and consider those discussion questions. Now, the last aspect of our COVID situation that we want to talk about today is this issue about worry and anxiety. To me, there's a difference between being concerned and worrying or anxiety. Because when you're concerned about something, now this is the way I think, you tend to weigh the issues and kind of weigh things and analyze them, and then you take the steps that's needed to deal with whatever that concern is. Now, to me, worry is, is something that gnaws away at you. It's kind of persistent. It's not necessarily logical. It's kind of like when something's on your mind and, and you wake up in the middle of the night and you, and you start thinking about it and you can't let go. It's kind of like a dog on a bone, right? It just You just keep going over the same issues and worries with no resolution, just like that dog gnawing away on that, on, that, on that bone. And that kind of worry is harmful. It's harmful to our bodies physically, and, and tests have proven that. But it's also harmful to our mental well-being because it, it fatigues us, it wears us down, it breaks us down. Yet when we're faced with issues and problems that are out of our control, it's very easy to fall into that trap of just gnawing away at that bone and, and not, not, not getting any traction. Some simple steps we can take. Well, number one, we can study the facts, right? What do the medical professionals and, and the scientists say? What, what, you know, what are the facts? Not opinions, but facts. Now, maybe you have a doctor's appointment. And you can ask your doctor what he, what he thinks. What are, what are they thinking? Um, we can talk to people that we have respect for being level-headed and, and, and sensible and see what they think. See how they, 
but but also say why they think that. Why? What? Where? Where, where are their heads at? Why? How do they, are they weighing these various things? And then we can use our own reason and experiences to kind of weigh everything out and see what makes the most sense for us. Now, for me, what makes the most sense is to avoid worry and kind of head to the middle of the road, right? Do what I can do to avoid putting my body at risk. And that would include masks in certain situations, getting vaccinated, avoiding big crowds inside or outside. Now, for me, that's kind of a no-brainer because I don't like big crowds anyway. But, um, but ultimately, Jesus does not want us to worry and lose our joy of living. Jesus wants us to have that joy of living. So hear these words from Luke chapter 12, starting around verse 22. Jesus said, therefore, I tell you, don't worry about your life, what you will eat, about your body, about your, what you wear. For life is more than food, and the body more than clothing. Consider the ravens of the air. They neither sow nor reap, yet God feeds them. Of how much va more value are you than the birds? How many, and here's, here's one, here's one that, that I think about, you know, me. And how can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to the span of your life? And I think that's key. If we're worrying, if we're churning up our guts and it's not going to do any good, then why worry about that? So if you are then not able to do such a small thing as that, and that is add an hour to your life, why do you worry about the rest? Now, that obviously, you know, if somebody's worrying and you tell them, oh, don't worry, that's silly, that, that doesn't help, right? I mean, that's of absolutely no help. But but there's some things that we can do to, to kind of help ourselves get through this thing. But clearly in this, Jesus calls for us to have trust in him, to live careful lives, to participate in the harvest of the kingdom of God, and to please God. Now, ultimately, I do have trust in Jesus. And when I have taken the steps which seem appropriate to me, I trust that Jesus will be with me. I might get sick. I might die. But I will be with Jesus. So ultimately, I will be with him in paradise. So, let's take a moment and consider these two discussion questions. How do you deal with your worry and your concerns about COVID? Then, how can we let Jesus help us? Let's take just a moment and consider those two questions. What do you think? I've shared some thoughts about what would Jesus say to us about this COVID situation that we're living in? Do you hear Jesus talking to you in this time? So let's take a final look at our closing discussion question, and that is, do you hear Jesus talking to you about COVID? Let's just take a quick moment and consider that. Do you hear Jesus? I've shared some thoughts about what would Jesus say to us about the COVID situation in our world today. And it's all wrapped up in our core values of loving God and listening to God and then sharing his good news while we're caring for our neighbors. Jesus gives us the everlasting promise of being with him forever. And he speaks to us today on how we can deal with this COVID business for the common good. Ways that we can care for our neighbor and ourselves and honor God. God loves us more than we can possibly understand. He cares for our welfare and promises to be with us always. 
so that we can enjoy that peace that passes all human understanding when we open up that door when Jesus knocks on that door. What do you think? Are you searching? Are you struggling? I'd love to hear your thoughts. If this is during the premiere time, you can do a, a chat in the chat box. Uh, you can call or text me at 517-588-8415. My email is at the bottom of the screen. Or you can always make a note on a Calmo connection card at calmochurch.org forward slash connect dash with dash Calamo. Maybe you'd like to talk about your thoughts and your struggles in God. Or maybe you know someone that has a friend or have a friend that is hurting or struggling. Well, share this message with them. Suggest that they reach out. I'd love to talk with them. We can explore together how God loves us so much and is just waiting to help us live into that relationship with Him that fills us with peace and hope. How He sustains us in our broken and troubled world and helps us to make a difference with those around us. And now for our prayer challenge. Spend five minutes each day. Now that's at least five minutes or just or five minutes or just five minutes or squeeze in a moment. Talk to God. Talk to God about guidance and strength to live wisely around this COVID thing. Ask God to help you be sensitive to the concerns of others. You know, how they feel, what 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 perhaps gives them worry and concern. And then pray to Jesus to give you that awesome peace that passes all human understanding. And whatever you do, talk to God often. And if you like me, post your just, just do it. And I pray that the awesome love and care of God the Father, Jesus our Lord and Savior, and the power of the Holy Spirit help you grow in relationship with Jesus Christ and help you grow in peace and hope to be able to stand up with confidence in a lost and troubled world and develop wisdom and discernment for caring for ourselves and others. Amen. Check us out next week as we celebrate Neighbors Meeting Neighbors at, at the Calamo Neighborhood Block Party. We're just going to live into our, our core value of Neighbors Meeting Neighbors, and so it's going to be a fun time. God is great. Amen. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for being such a loving God, and Lord, we, we pray that th these words that come to us from your from you, from the Bible. We, we pray that these words might illumine our hearts, that you might reveal the awesome power and presence of the Holy Comforter, the Holy Companion in our hearts, to let us feel the warmth of your love and the light of your truth. We pray all these things in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Friends, feel the awesome power and presence of the Holy Spirit this day as we are forgiven and adopted as God's holy children. God gives us that everlasting boost that we sometimes need to get back on track to grow in curiosity and wisdom, open your heart and feel the warmth and blessings of his love. Amen. Would you like to support God's work at Calamo? If you choose to support our work, we thank you, thank you, thank you. You can mail a check to Calamo Church at 1475 South Ionia Road, Vermontville 49096. Or you can always click the PayPal button on our website, which is calmochurch.org forward slash giving. The information is also at the bottom of your screen. And any way that you choose to support God's ministries at Calmo, we do thank you. And now, have a blessed day. Have a blessed week. I'm your neighbor, Jerry, pastor at Calmo Church. Bye for now.